And we're breaking into uh, three o'clock jump with uh, Charles Martin. Uh, this is Jim Gould, by the way, because uh, as you may have heard uh, in the news a little while ago, the chief executive, Carrie Lam, is about to address the assembled media to make an announcement about the uh, extradition bill. Um, so Mrs. Lam has just arrived. Um, she's uh, she's on the stage. The local and international media seem to be well represented. Uh, let's go over now and hear what uh, she has to say. February last year, a homicide case took place in Taiwan, shocking and saddening all the people of Hong Kong. A Hong Kong girl was killed, and the suspect, Chen Tongkai, fled to Hong Kong. He returned to Hong Kong. This case caused a lot of uh, sadness on the part of her parents, and it focused that as far as Mutual legal assistance in criminal matters and surrender of future fugitive offenders. Uh, there has been a very uh, obvious loophole. As a result of the geographical restrictions, we are not able to return the fugitive offenders to Taiwan as well as neighboring uh, Macau, and we don't have the arrangement to deal with and the news conference countries uh, and is, of course, um, taking place in Cantonese, and what you're listening to is the simultaneous interpretation in English. Surrendering of fugitive offenders as a responsible government, I believe that we have to try our utmost to find a way to deal with it. On the one hand, dealing with the Taiwan homicide case so as to uphold justice, so as to do justice for uh, the victim of the case and be accountable to the uh, parents of the victim. And, and then we can improve the legal system in Hong Kong so that we can and we won't become the refuge for fugitive offenders. And this is exactly why we would like to move amendments to the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance as well as the Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters Ordinance. That's our original legislative intent. We carefully looked at what was carried out uh, in other places. In February this year, we formally started the consultation exercise. Our proposal was based on the existing legislation, and we have taken into account the procedural safeguards, the human rights safeguards, including the court's role as well as our fair and open judicial system. All such have been retained. We have been talking to uh, all uh, parties and all walks of life. We have been listening to the views. Well, the suspect in the Taiwan homicide case is now serving a sentence in the jail of Hong Kong for other offenses. We would like to pass the legislation in July this year, bearing in mind that fact. We have listened to the views of the society, and on two occasions, we have already made changes. First of all, before the formal introduction of the bill in LegCo, uh, we have taken away nine items of offences that are extraditable. And then for the punishment threshold, instead of one year imprisonment, we have changed it to three years imprisonment. Another round of change took place after introduction of the bill. And then for the punishment threshold, it was changed from three years or above to seven years or above, that would be the maximum punishment threshold. We have also enhanced the human rights safeguards so as to ease the worries of the society, so as to secure more support. I myself and the relevant officials have done our utmost. However, I have to admit that in terms of explanation and communication, there were indeed inadequacies. 
Many citizens of Hong Kong have agreed with us on the two objectives involved, but then the bill has caused a lot of division in the society. There were supporting views, there were also opposing views, and their views were very strong. And there are still a lot of worries, doubts, and misunderstanding about the bill. In relation to the legislative work, uh, suspicion has emerged. We try our best to narrow the differences in the opinions, hoping that we can ease the uh, worries. Over the past few weeks, we saw that tens of thousands of people took part in processions and marches. And then after the Sunday march and then on Wednesday, there were also um, demonstrations and there were serious clashes. As a result, police officers, press and general citizens were injured. I, together with the public, are saddened by this. In the light of what has happened, and as a responsible government, on the one hand, we have to uphold the rule of law. At the same time, we have to take into account the prevailing circumstances. We have to bear in mind the greatest interests of Hong Kong. First of all, we need to restore peace and order in Hong Kong, and we have to prevent having further injuries caused to the public as well as the police. On this occasion, I would like to thank the pro-establishment camp medical members as well as the community leaders. In the past few days, both publicly and private, they have talked to us, telling us that we should pause and think, and we shouldn't act in accordance with the original timetable to resume the second reading debate at the Legislative Council so as to avoid causing further uh, challenges in the society. And in fact, Taiwan on many occasions have openly and clearly said that they would not accept the proposals made by the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region Government to take back Chen Chong-kai and then the urgency to pass the legislation within the current legislative year perhaps no longer exists. For the past two days within the administration, we considered the matter. Here, I would like to make an announcement. The special administrative uh, region government would like to suspend um, the work. We would like to have more explanation. We would like to listen more to the uh, views expressed. I would like to emphasize that we are open and we would listen to all views concerning the bill from the society. The Secretary for Security will write to the President of the Legislative Council so as to withdraw the notice to resume the second reading debate. In other words, the Legislative Council, as far as the handling of the bill is concerned, uh, will be uh, halted, will be suspended. We do not intend to set any deadline on the relevant work. We promise that after we have collated the views, we'll report to the security panel of the LegCo. We'll consult the views of the lawmakers before we decide on the step forward. I would like to express my gratitude towards the pro-establishment camp members who have been supporting our legislative work as well as members of the public. There are also others who may not support the bill, but there are others who have been expressing the views in a peaceful manner. I thank 
such citizens and organizations. Hong Kong is a civilized, diversified society. We need this kind of mutual respect. We may disagree, but we are still in harmony. Finally, as the chief executive of the Special Administrative Region, for our original intention of the amendment bill, this come this came from our love for Hong Kong, both on my part and my ring team, as well as our concern about people. As a result of our inadequacies and a number of uh, factors, for the past two years, we have been quite uh, peaceful. But once again, we have seen a lot of uh, disharmony and clashes. This has disappointed and saddened many people. It is very sad and found it regrettable. With the best and most, uh, the utmost sincerity and a humble heart, we are open to your criticisms and will still be connected with the people of Hong Kong. The media. In February last year, a murder case in Taiwan shocked and saddened many Hong Kong people. A young Hong Kong lady was killed, and the suspect fled back to Hong Kong. And now uh, uh, Mrs. Lam is now uh, repeating her statement uh, in English for the benefits of the international media. At the same time, reviewed a clear loophole in our regime with respect to mutual legal assistance on criminal matters and a surrender of fugitive offenders. The deficiencies in our regime include, first, with a geographical restriction in the current law, it is not possible to transfer a suspect to Taiwan or our neighboring mainland and Macau. Secondly, there is no workable arrangement for the surrender of fugitive offenders with some 170 jurisdictions which have not entered into a long-term agreement with Hong Kong. As a responsible government, I feel obliged to find a way to deal with the Taiwan murder case so that justice can be done for the deceased, her parents, and society, while at the same time address the deficiencies in our system so that Hong Kong will not become a place for criminals to evade legal responsibility. These are the two original purposes of the government in putting forward the legislative proposal to amend the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance and the Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters Ordinance. After careful examination of the relevant laws and the practices of other jurisdictions, the legislative amendment exercise started in Hong Kong in February this year. Our proposal is based on the existing legislation with the relevant human rights safeguards and procedural safeguards including the role of the court and the fair and impartial judicial system of Hong Kong being fully maintained. Relevant colleagues have been discussing with various sectors of the community in a rational manner and listening to their views on our legislative proposal. As the suspect in the Taiwan case who has been in jail on other charges may be released soon, we have been trying to get the bill passed within the current legislative year that is, before the Legislative Council summer recess in July this year. As a matter of fact, after listening to the views of society, we have introduced amendments to our proposal on two occasions. The first occasion was before the introduction of the bill, when we took out nine categories of offenses from the list of offenses subject to surrender 
and lifted the threshold for punishment of the offences from imprisonment for more than one year to more than three years. The second occasion was after the introduction of the bill in the Legislative Council, when we increased the threshold from more than three years to not less than seven years, as well as introduced a number of additional human rights safeguards that are in line with international standards. The amendments were made to ease the concerns of society while securing more support for the bill. My relevant colleagues and I have made our best efforts, but I have to admit that our explanation and communication work has not been sufficient or effective. Although many people agreed with our two original proposals, there are still polarized opinions on the bill. There are supporting views and opposing ones, and their stances are very often polarized. Furthermore, many members of the public still have concerns and doubts about the bill. Some find it difficult to understand why the urgency and are unhappy with the process of the amendments. We have made many attempts to narrow differences and eliminate doubts. In the last week, tens of thousands of people took part in protests and gatherings. Serious conflicts broke out in the early hours on Monday after the public procession last Sunday and during the protest in the Admiralty area on Wednesday, resulting in a number of pol police officers, media workers, and other members of the public being injured. I am saddened by this, as are other citizens. As a responsible government, we have to maintain law and order on the one hand and evaluate the situation for the greatest interest of Hong Kong, including restoring calmness in society as soon as possible and avoiding any more injuries to law enforcement officers and citizens. I'm grateful for the views of many pro-establishment legislators and leaders of various community sectors conveyed to me over the last uh, few days, either openly or in private, that we should pause and think instead of resuming the second reading debate on the bill at the Legislative Council as scheduled. This would prevent dealing a further blow to society. In fact, in consideration of the overt and clear expression by Taiwan repeatedly that it would not accede to the suggested arrangement of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region Government in the transfer of the, concert, of the concerned suspect. The original urgency to pass the bill in this legislative year is perhaps no longer there. After our repeated internal deliberations over the last two days, I now announce that the government has decided to suspend the legislative amendment exercise restart our communication with all sectors of society, do more explanation work, and listen to different views of society. I want to stress that the government is adopting an open mind to heed comprehensively different views in society towards the bill. The Secretary for Security will send a letter to the Legislative Council President to withdraw the notice of resumption of a second reading debate on the bill. In other words, the Council will halt its work in relation to the bill 
until our work in communication, explanation, and listening to opinions is completed. We have no intention to set a deadline for this work and promise to report to and consult members of the Legislative Council panel on security before we decide on the next step forward. I would like to thank all the pro-establishment legislators and members of the public for their support all along for our legislative exercise, as well as the people, as well as the people and organizations that have expressed their views in a peaceful and rational manner, even if they do not support the bill. As a free, open, and pluralistic society, Hong Kong needs such a spirit of mutual respect and harmony in diversity. Lastly, as the Chief Executive of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region, I want to stress that the original purposes of the exercise stems from my and my team's passion for Hong Kong and our empathy for Hong Kong people. I feel deep sorrow and regret that the deficiencies in our work and various other factors have stirred up substantial controversies and dispute in society following the relatively calm periods of the past two years, disappointing many people. We will adopt the most sincere and humble attitude to accept criticisms and make improvements so that we can continue to connect with the people of Hong Kong. Thank you very much. Now is the time for questions. Uh, when you're invited to ask, please identify yourself and your organization. Please keep your questions uh, succinct. Please try not to ask more than one question because we have got many reporters here. Yes. I'm from Ming Pao, Ho Yun Yi. In 2003, there was a proposal to legislate for Article 23 uh, of the Basic Law, and then the bill was uh, retracted. Now, the pandemics have said that uh, suspension would not be acceptable. Suspension, would it be sort of uh, uh, effective in modifying the anger? And then when you took up the post, you have said that uh, if the mainstream opinion is against you, then you would step down. Do you think that it is still not serious enough to ask for you to step down? And you have always said that you are a mother. And um, in fact, over the past few uh, days, many parents were said because many young people were dealt with um, by the police uh, with excessive force. They have been injured. And are you going to apologize on behalf of the police? Are you going to set up an independent commission inquiry to look into the matter? And are you going to uh, retract uh, the, uh, the statement that it is being defined as a riot? I hope you won't ask a few questions in one go. Otherwise, other reporters won't have the chance to ask questions. Yes, uh, I will set aside enough time but then there are many reporters here. It shows that uh, it has attracted widespread concern. First of all, as I have said, the or original purposes of uh, the bill are still um, correct in my mind. In fact, many citizens 
and in fact, more than half of the lawmakers of LegCo are in support of the legislative work. So the original purposes remain the same, uh, but then our communication has not been adequate. We need to give ourselves a chance. We need to be open. We need to communicate. We explain and we listen. When we listen, we are going to be open and you will be comprehensive. In other words, we are going to listen to different views as long as we have the same purpose, that is, we can achieve the original purposes. Of course, I have admitted just now that one of the two original purposes uh, that is handling the Taiwan homicide case, that may not be achieved. I have already told the parents of the victim that we might not be able to achieve the that particular purpose. But then for the other original purpose, it is still important. There are still loopholes in our uh, Mechanism. We can only deal with the surrender of fugitive offenders with 20 countries. So I don't think uh, we are in a position to retract the bill. Otherwise, we are sending out the message that uh, the bill is unjustified and therefore it has to be withdrawn. So that's our position. Indeed, when I uh, ran for the post and when I took up the office, uh, given the prevailing circumstances in the society, I indicated that I will try to heal the divisions in the society. So uh, just now I said that in the past two years, relatively speaking, I can only say that it's relative. In Hong Kong, we haven't got anything that is absolute. Relatively speaking, we had two uh, calm years. Uh, we have dealt with many controversial uh, issues like the co-location facilities at the XRF station. On this occasion, we are really sad. Well, in fact, we have had calm for quite a period of time. The society has been less divided, and now it seems that the uh, conflicts have uh, risen again. Now, you referred to what happened in the vicinity of Admiralty on Wednesday. I think the majority of the citizens can watch from the TV footage and they can read from the press as to what happened. It wasn't a peaceful expression of opinions. In fact, uh, lethal weapons uh, have been uh, used against the police. So the police are legitimate in enforcing the law and in fact for each and every officer joining the police force, I think they share the same mission. Now, today the CA may not have done a very good job, but it doesn't mean that for the police officers who have been working hard to maintain law and order, they should be smeared. Now, on the ground, at the scene, at the spirit of a moment, when your life is threatened or to prevent uh, the scene uh, getting out of control. I think it's a matter for the law enforcement agencies. Of course, they won't be doing things in an arbitrary way as to under what circumstances, what and how they should do certain things. Uh, they have instructions from the police force and they have been trained. I think the police force has been re exercising self-restraint and they have tried as much as possible to control the scene. I think that's their approach. Commercial radio. Mrs. Lam, 
um, from commercial radio. Earlier on, there were many calls to suspend or retract the bill. Now, the opposition camp has called this bill evil law, and many supporters have also said that the uh, administration's approach in promoting the bill was poor. So you have turned a good thing into a bad thing. And then um, the clashes uh, had resulted in injuries. Uh, would you agree that you could have avoided the clashes and the violence by retracting it or suspending it earlier? And what about um, accountability? Don't you think that you and your team should step down to take uh, responsibility? And did you liaise uh, or talk to the central authorities? And what is uh, their assessment of your performance? I can't hear you. Do you think that you are sort of uh, causing harm to the central authorities as well? I'll try to answer as much as possible. I hope you'll ask brief questions and then I can take more questions. First of all, uh, the decision uh, about whether to retract or to suspend the bill. Well, uh, as you have said, it, it is a good thing. I think internationally speaking, it has been regarded as a good thing because as the title suggests, it's a matter of mutual assistance. In other words, uh, we have we would like to have mutual legal assistance so as to tackle serious crime. So the original purpose of the bill is fully justified, and that's why we are suspending it so that we can further communication, we can listen to the views so as to improve the bill. Second, you said that some criticized that our approach was uh, not good enough. I admitted it, and I admitted it earlier on as well as today. I've already said that there were inadequacies in our work. The communication, I don't know why, was not effective. Now, we have, we have seen very serious uh, conflicts. And as I've said, there were other factors as to whether there's room to turn the good thing uh, into uh, what it should be. Um, I hope we can. At this moment, I think it's a matter of uh, how we can um, do it. I think it's a matter of communicating to the public, let them understand our original purposes so that uh, we can also uh, restore the confidence in the SAR government. In addition to this bill, we've also got a lot of other uh, issues that we have to handle, like livelihood issues, economic issues. For the bill, as I have said, it's an initiative from the SAR government throughout the process. And if you've just tuned in, um, you're listening to a news conference uh, being given by the Chief Executive Carrie Lam uh, to the local and international media. Um, Mrs Lam called the news conference uh, to talk about the extradition bill. She's announced uh, that the SAR government is going to suspend the progress uh, of the bill uh, for further consultations and as yet uh, there is no timetable for it to be reintroduced uh, into LegCo. They have trust in me and in my government, and they know um, what happens. Third, respect. Respect from the central authority. They have been respecting me, and I always felt it. Finally, support. So throughout the process, the central government understands, respects um, 
trusts and supports me. Uh, in this bill, certain measures have a direct relationship uh, with the uh, mainland government. We would like to lift the geographical restriction so that, like hundreds of other uh, uh, jurisdictions, uh, we can have uh, surrender of fugitive offenders. So that that would also apply to mainland Macau and Taiwan. But then the tension has always been on the mainland. So on the second occasion when we try to reinforce, uh, we would like to enhance or improve the bill, we have said that we will only be dealing with the requests from the Supreme uh, People's Supreme Court. Uh, of course, would again try to ask me whether I have got the agreement from the central authorities. Yes, we did ask and uh, we got their support. And then um, if a fugitive offender uh, has been convicted and sentenced to jail on the mainland, as of now, we haven't got an arrangement to transfer the sentenced prisoners to come back to Hong Kong to serve the jail sentence. In order to look after their welfare, we have listened to the views expressed and we have talked to the central authority. We have said that if somebody has been sentenced to jail uh, as a result of the SFO, can they be uh, returned to Hong Kong to serve the sentence? And we have the agreement. Uh, we have. We will. And uh, so we have already got the agreement of the central authorities. May I remind uh, you once again that your questions uh, should be succinct and ask no more than two questions each time. Please. Use the mic, please. Use the mic, please. Uh, can you use the microphone? I can't hear. Wait your turn, please, Matt. Um, <laughs> Sorry I about see. That. Is that gentleman? No, it's, it's, you want to sit down? Okay. Yes. I'll say. It's the BBC. Mrs. BBC. Lam, I'm from the BBC. Um, is this really, as you suggest, about a misunderstanding? Are so many Hong Kong citizens really that easily confused, or is this more about a problem that the people of Hong Kong deeply distrust the central government in Beijing, and many of them see your government? as not really representing them, but representing the interests of the central government in Beijing. Thank you. Well, uh, first of all, as you will notice, I have not used that term, misunderstanding. I was saying that we have not done sufficiently to explain and allay fears and concerns and so on. Okay. Of course, it is difficult for me as a chief executive standing here to evaluate the causes of that uh, resistance or fear or concern about this bill. But I would confess, as I did uh, in a statement on Wednesday, I said that in the past years or so, we have seen this sort of situation where there's major confrontation. And very often, the issue that has given rise to that confrontation has a mainland diversion, uh, dimension, okay? And I'm sure you can name a few, I can name a few. Nah. But no matter what, when there is that um, uh, concern, that fear, I think everyone should be given an opportunity to increase their confidence, to allay their concerns, so that if it is a good thing for Hong Kong, then we get it done. This is exactly what happened to the co-location legislation last year. We have a high-speed train, 26 kilometers, that is ready to go. 
But in order to achieve the effectiveness of a high-speed train in that sort of circumstances, we need co-location of the mainland and Hong Kong CIQ facilities. But that would necessitate mainland law enforcement bodies to operate on Hong Kong territory. So we went through a very elaborate process, a three-stage elaborate process, to allay the original concerns and fears about that sort of situation where mainland officers could come, come down to Hong Kong to enforce the law. So um, you could say that I originally also harbored that sort of um, wish that through intensive discussion and explanation and legal safeguards, we could overcome that concern and get this good thing done because the purpose and intent of a legislative amendment has been accepted by many people, I'm sure by BBC, because uh, you are very international. You must have been reporting on a lot of anti-money laundering, anti-terrorist financing. So that sort of legal assistance on a mutual basis between jurisdictions is extremely important. On your second question about the position of the chief executive, um, again, if people have a perception about the chief executive's institution, not Carrie Lam herself, but the institution of the chief executive, that he or she being appointed by the central people's government will only obey the orders uh, of the central people's government. And that, if, they, if that is a view, then that is a view that does not sit well with the basic law. That's not aligned with the constitutional role of the chief executive. Under the basic law, the, con the chief executive has due accountability. Uh, she or he is responsible to the central people's government, but at the same time, responsible to the people of Hong Kong. And what is more important, that is in the basic law, every act of every person, including the government, the chief executive, has to be lawful. So even if your boss, even in any sort of situation in a private enterprise, if your boss who pays your salary asks you to do something unlawful, you shouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it, right? So I, I hope that explains the relationship between a chief executive and the central people's government. And uh, I have been um, um, adhering faithfully to that constitutional characteristics of this position of the chief executive. Thank you. Mrs. Lam, uh, RTHK English News. After all the intense and some would say unprecedented opposition and conflicts we've seen over the past week because of the extradition bill initiated by your government, do you think that you're still fit to govern the city as the chief executive? And will any government officials take the responsibility for this crisis and resign from their position? And secondly, hundreds of thousands of people took to the street asking your administration to withdraw the bill unconditionally. Do you really think that simply by suspending the bill, uh, the people of Hong Kong could be pacified? And do you think that uh, suspending the bill will help restore people's confidence in the government? Well, uh, about the uh, first point, as I have repeatedly said, and I hope people will appreciate, in doing this legislative exercise, uh, myself and my colleagues were driven by our passion for Hong Kong. We want Hong Kong to do well. If Hong Kong's justice system and mutual legal assistance regime have some major deficiencies, it is our responsibility 
to rectify those deficiencies so that Hong Kong could do better when another situation arises. It is also driven by our empathy for the people of Hong Kong. We could easily ignore Mr. and Mrs. Poon. We said sorry. We are very sorry about the death of your girl. But we have empathy for them. We just ask ourselves, if the situation happens to my son, John Lee's child, what will we do? This is what I call empathy. We have empathy for the people of Hong Kong. And this is not the only occasion as a chief executive that I displayed very strongly that empathy for individual people of Hong Kong. So with that objectives in mind, yes, we have not done a good enough job to convince people and to ensure that these laudable objectives could be met. But give us another chance. We will not only do this bill well, if um, we, in our engagement of people, we can get more diverse opinions, we can build broader consensus to do it, we'll do it. But we have other things to do. We have the economy to look after, we have livelihood issues to address. On the former, especially, we are expecting some downturn in Hong Kong's economy. That's where we will continue to perform and deliver for the people of Hong Kong. Now, the decision I'm, I made today is not as described as pacifying people. Or some people said restoring some of my damaged reputation. That's not the purpose. That the purpose is very simple. People of Hong Kong want a relatively calm and peaceful environment. And we did have that relatively calm and peaceful environment in the last two years since I took office. Yeah. So this is the time after what you describe as this tension, conflicts, and, and so on. This is a time for a responsible government, having a look at the situation and the circumstances, to restore as quickly as possible that calmness in society. That is my first consideration. The second consideration is in any confrontations that I have seen on Wednesday, it is very possible that when it recurs again, there will be even more serious confrontations. The 80 or so injuries, very minor, generally minor injuries that we have seen, may be replaced by very serious injuries to my police colleagues and to ordinary citizens, whether they are very fierce protesters or just ordinary students joining a protest. I don't want any of that injuries to happen. So those are my considerations in announcing that we will pause and think and for the time being suspend and halt the legislative making process. Thank you very much. Cable. Mrs. Lam, I'm Chen from cable TV news. Taiwan earlier on has already said that they are not going to take Chen Tung Kai um, under the uh, amended uh, mechanism. Uh, foreign countries have also queried the mechanism. Uh, whether we've got 1 million or 200,000 people marching in protest on Sunday, uh, that took place on Sunday. Why, why is it that you only uh, came out to suspend the bill today? Uh, 
there were news that Han Zheng came south and talked to you. So it was only upon the uh, expression of view on the part of the central authorities that you did this, because uh, you knew early on that uh, Taiwan would not take back Chantung Kai. Now, you said two questions, so my second question now, uh, a short one. You said you would uh, commence communication again, but then the legal sector as well as the lawmakers have said that they find it unacceptable uh, as far as the mainland judicial system is concerned. It's not a matter of communication, it's inadequate. I think as you have said, there has been intense uh, intensive communication on your part and the Secretary for Security. Why are you thinking that communication can uh, solve the problem? Are you going to retract the definition uh, of uh, the incident as a riot because it is peaceful? Are you going to step down together with your ruling team to take responsibility? Well, I think on this occasion and on all other occasions, we need to have mutual respect. The rule of the game is to have two questions only. Where you have been urged to take to ask two questions, but you still went ahead to ask the third question. Uh, quite please. I thought I have already answered the question. For the police officers at the front line, and also as to uh, under what circumstances it was defined as a riot is a matter for the police. I agree and support such a description. I made this point on Wednesday. There's a clear position on the part of the CE. So the third question has been answered. What about the first question? Well, I think even for the first question, there are three parts. Taiwan, the international community, and the local community. Um, certain views have been expressed. But I hope you understand that it is a process. If every time there is a view, I started. I start to overhaul the bill, then it is not being responsible on my part. So it was uh, in the past week, we saw what happened. We found that things were getting worrying, and we were um, we felt very sad. So we decided that we should restore calm and peace as quickly as possible. We should prevent having further citizens or police officers getting injured as a result of the polarization and the conflicts. Well, as to further communication. If you examine seriously the views expressed, especially the two legal bodies like the Law Society as well as the Bar Association, you can find that it isn't a blanket uh, denial. I don't think that's the case. I think they are suggesting that uh, certain things can be done. But of course, uh, in the past, we might have different views. And of course, uh, we can consider, in particular, the very lengthy statement issued by the Bar Association. Well, say for example, at least on my part, I haven't had the time to read the observations very carefully. So I haven't got any prerequisites. I am for not forcing anything on you. Uh, we are open, we'll communicate, and then we'll consider the next step forward. I think it is appropriate and reasonable. Once again, let me urge you to keep your questions short so that we can 
let as many reporters to ask questions as possible. TVB. I'm Lou from TVB. Two questions. First of all, you admitted that for the past two years it was quite calm in the society. Now the society is divided again. There are confrontations. How are you going to heal the divisions? And then many citizens, many police officers uh, were injured in the clashes. Are you going to apologize to the public of Hong Kong? And then you said that the bill was um, to uphold justice, to prop the loophole. So how are you going to deal with the Taiwan homicide case? How are you going to explain the matter uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Poon and how to uphold justice? Well, for the past year or two, I think you saw for yourselves that, relatively speaking, the society was calm. I don't want to use this as the pretext uh, to uh, form the basis of um, the judgment of our performance. I think I leave it up to you to judge. But I think we all agree that, relatively speaking, it was rather quiet uh, in our society. As to how we are going to restore the calmness as soon as possible. Would it be because I have been showing that I am sincere, I've been dealing more about the relationship between the executive and the legislature. If you agree, then we will move uh, further in this direction. Now, as to the original purposes, I maintain that they are right and we should uh, achieve those. But then in the course of it, in the process, uh, we didn't do it properly and we need to rectify it. With the utmost sincerity, we are going to communicate with the public. Uh, and then in on economic issues, housing and land, uh, innovation technology, we would continue with our work. For the Taiwan case, I think I have answered the question, but let me answer the question again. We very much want to be able to handle it once we find a solution. Uh, together with the Security Bureau and the uh, Department of Justice. When we found a solution, uh, we were pleased well with it. Uh, at first, we found that there wasn't a legal basis to handle the case, and we wrote back to Mr. and Mrs. Poon, said that we found it regrettable. That could have been done by us. but. Um, no, we didn't give such a reply to Mr. and Mrs. Poon because had we done so, it would have caused more harm. On the contrary, we tried our utmost to find a solution. We have tried our best, but we are not able to do so. So I'm afraid we can only tell Mr. and Mrs. Poon that we have done our best and we hope that they can um, understand this part. Uh, Probably, even if we can pass the bill before end of July, the outcome would be the same because Taiwan said many times that they were not going to request for the transfer of the suspect uh, under the um, proposed uh, mechanism. So it would not be uh, satisfactory to the parents of the victims. Hi, Matt Rivers with CNN. The question I have for you is, is what took so long? Um, Given that you knew what public opinion was after the protest last Sunday, why did you wait so long 
to come to this decision? And are you nervous about the March plan for tomorrow? Thank you. No, our decision has nothing to do with what may happen tomorrow. You mean tomorrow. We have nothing to do with what may happen tomorrow. As I answer in another question, it has nothing to do with uh, uh, an intention, a wish to pacify. Why take so long, actually? If, I, if you remember what I said in my account, I acknowledge that um, last Sunday, we had um, a large number of people coming up. It's very peaceful. It's generally orderly. So this is part of Hong Kong. We do have that sort of protest from time to time. But it is on Wednesday that that sort of polarization views in society relating to this bill has given rise to violence, very serious confrontations, people being hurt, police on the ground sort of being forced to take some of those measures. That's why I, I come to the view, I told myself, that I need to do something decisively to address two issues. How could I restore as far as possible the calm in society, and how could I avoid any more law enforcement officers and ordinary citizens being injured. So that was Wednesday to Saturday. Meanwhile, I met with people because, as you know, in this sort of circumstances, you have only one shot. So I need to ask my advisors. I need to think through. Our team has to deliberate it within ourselves. And this is my earliest opportunity. Although it is a Saturday, I did not wait Monday to uh, explain to you um, the um, deliberations leading to this decision, uh, and, and so on. I hope you understand. Yeah. The lady does. Reuters. Okay. And uh, just a reminder to listeners to Radio Three. Um, we're not bringing you, uh, we haven't been bringing you the first part of the three o'clock jump uh, jazz program because the chief executive, uh, Carrie Lam, uh, has been uh, giving a news conference about the extradition bill. Um, she's announced that the progress on the bill is uh, going to be uh, suspended. Um, for further consultations and as yet there's no timetable uh, for the bill uh, to be uh, reintroduced uh, into the Legislative Council. Um, uh, at the same time there'll be no uh, news summary at four o'clock because the news conference is still going on and we want to uh, listen to uh, more of what Mrs Lamb has to say. She's currently taking uh, questions from the local and international media. Since all along, they have taken such an understanding, supportive uh, approach towards this local exercise, which is entirely within Hong Kong's autonomy to do. I feel obliged uh, to report to them that I have now considered all factors, and I wish to announce today that we are making a change. We are suspending. Uh, the legislative work in order to allow more time for communications, explanation, listening of opinions, and then decide on the way forward. And I can tell you that the central people's government adopts the same attitude. They understand, they have confidence in my judgment, and they support me. Okay. Uh, as far as the difference between suspension and, and, and withdrawal, I, I have answered a few times. But uh, in very brief terms, 
is because this legislative exercise has very well intended objectives. One is to deal with the Taiwan case. Uh, the other is to uh, rectify the deficiencies in our current regime to deal with mutual legal assistance on criminal matters and also to allow surrender of fugitive offenders with uh, over uh, 100, was actually about 170 other countries and territories without long-term agreement. I hope nobody disputes those two objectives. So with those two objectives in mind, withdrawing the bill seems to suggest that even those two objectives were erroneous in the first place. And I cannot uh, accept that because I think they are the needed objectives. And if I may just um, elaborate a bit, especially uh, for the international audience, to rectify the deficiencies in our regime is something that we have always been asked by the international community to do. One of these international organizations is the Financial Action Task Force on Anti-Money Laundering, comprising the G7 countries, based in Paris. Hong Kong is a member in the name of China Hong Kong. We are a member amongst, I think, 37 members of this group, the FATF. The FATF came to look at our situation. He said, that by and large, we are doing well on various aspects. But there is this aspect which we ranked very low. It's because you have no extradition arrangement, no mutual legal assistance on criminal matters with mainland Macau and Taiwan. So they said, you better do it as a matter of priority. So that was on our, on our agenda. Anyway, we have to do something. So at least now, I said, I made an attempt. I would tell the FATF next time they came. I have made an attempt, but somehow uh, we could not deliver it yet. Well, we will try it again if circumstances per permit. So the difference between suspension and uh, withdrawal could be explained in that um, contest. Uh, as far as myself and my team, we will continue to work very dil diligently and hopefully to achieve the same effect that we have seen since the 1st of July 2017 that uh, generally society is more peaceful, there's less tension, uh, people are focusing on the economy and livelihood matters. Although I would say that even on livelihood matters, especially housing, uh, we have not been doing um, uh, the best that we could to meet people's aspirations, but we'll continue to work very hard. Can you please, um, do you have a microphone in the front? I'm, good afternoon, Mrs. Lam. I have a simple question. I'm from Tsingtao. A question repeatedly asked by journalists, which you avoided, was uh, in this legislative exercise, the pan democratics uh, did not want to concede, and uh, all along the pro establishment legislators have not given you their support. So, what lesson have you learned from this exercise? Are you going to apologize to the public and step down? If not, well, within um, a few years, we have seen another round of a major polarization and serious confrontation. So how are you going to reflect on the current situation? And uh, will you uh, reflect on your governor's style? Now, uh, the reaction towards uh, this legislative exercise, well, uh, views were rather, rather extreme. Usually, uh, we have to go through certain process in legislative exercise that apply to the collocation uh, facilities, but uh, in for this bill, it was unprecedented. We could not start work of the bills committee. 
uh, because the non-pro-establishment uh, members of the council uh, took this position. And that was baffling to me. How come they were not willing to discuss and examine the content and perhaps uh, propose amendments? In 1997, there was a similar fugitive offenders bill. We adopted the same style. There was a, ba a bills committee chaired by someone from the non pro-establishment camp, and then uh, they accepted the bill and they consider it a useful blueprint. And for the pro-establishment legislators, they have uh, supported us right from the beginning, but there were legislators from the business uh, sector. They had concerns and worries about some parts of the bill. And then uh, we discussed with some chambers of commerce and taking into account the views and that of professional bodies. There have been two rounds of amendments to the bill to enhance safeguards and to allay concerns. Now for the pro-establishment lawmakers, the problem for us is to how to let them have a grasp of the government's legislative exercise at an earlier stage so that at an earlier stage, uh, they won't. They can tell us that well. Uh, on behalf of the business sector, we cannot accept uh, this and that provision. I think we should start uh, the engagement exercise much earlier in the future. As regards uh, the work of my team, I've said a number of times that we continue to work diligently because uh, this society needs people who are willing to work to uh, counter uh, a downward risk of the economy and to meet a housing demand and challenges associated with an aging population and the pressure on our healthcare sector. We need a competent team to do practical things for the community. Well, a number of reporters are still waiting to ask questions. May I suggest that each journalist will only ask one question so that we have more opportunities for others. Chief Executive, I've got a few questions for you. Only one, please. Well, including those that you didn't answer directly. For instance, as you said, uh, the Central People's Government uh, gave you a lot of uh, respect. Uh, the uh, Foreign Affairs Ministry, the Liaison Office, and uh, the Hong Kong Macau Affairs Office have always backed you, but uh, you only uh, suspend the bill today. And would you say that uh, you have uh, been causing troubles for the uh, Central People's Government? So, as you said, uh, pro-establishment members have been staunch supporters of you. As at yesterday, there were people who still backed you, but you've come to this decision today. Would you say that uh, you have set them, uh, put them on the spot, and what measures will you take to rectify the situation? The C CPG support my initiative to take on the legislative work because uh, this is something entirely uh, within the Hong Kong SA hours. So our response was uh, we uh, looked at their support. And when I needed support, I would put it to them specifically. And therefore, in the second round of amendments, we put in two measures that need the testing 
acceptance of uh, the CPG before I could propose them. And uh, why, why do you have the feeling that the CPG has said a lot of things? In fact, uh, we only started it in February. Very soon, there were foreign governments with a lot of comments. And I think you understand. Foreign governments commented on internal affairs of the Hong Kong SAL and then uh, someone from uh, the Foreign uh, Affairs uh, Ministry or the spokesman there uh, responded and uh, when um, the situation escalated, uh, the Central People's Government had to reiterate their support for us because uh, we're here to uphold justice and to improve the administration of justice and this is something the Central People's Government supports. And they also support what I have said today. And as I said, uh, they equally support what I said today. For the pro-establishment camp, please do not interrupt. No, uh, they support. We are not adding trouble. We are not adding trouble to them. I don't think I can answer uh, your question word by word. When you support a person, then uh, I don't think they would use that term that you used to describe the person. Well, for the pro-establishment pro camp, uh, I think uh, I would accept that some members uh, would be disappointed or they would find it difficult to explain the matter to their supporters. Therefore, uh, just now, I uh, talked to dozens of pro-establishment camp members, though not all of them were there. Um, I got their understanding. I think our common wish is not to cause chaos in Hong Kong. We don't want to have serious uh, division in the society or violence affecting our police officers or the ordinary citizens. Uh, they are our firmest uh, support, and I am deeply um, grateful to them. In my earlier speech, I have expressed my gratitude towards the pro-establishment camp. For the past few months, they have stood firmly behind me, and at the local level, they didn't mind being smeared or insulted. They stand firmly behind the SAR government, and I thank them. Now TV. I'm Lee from Now TV. For the past four months, the majority of the people were against it. There were three marches, and professional sectors also voiced their uh, disagreement. How come that uh, it would took the Wednesday uh, clashes that you would uh, retract? Does it mean that in future we need to have uh, a bloody confrontation before you would uh, change your mind? Did you meet with Han Zheng? You said that it's not an open meet, public meeting, and so you would not answer the question. Did you? Can you confirm it? Uh, did, was it because Han Zhang asked you to stop and so you suspend the bill? Um, Matthew Zheng on Thursday also uh, spoke on the matter. Uh, would you ask the secretary to step down because he failed to launch the bill? Let me answer the uh, second question first. Well, the chief executive has a full schedule every day. He or she meets with a lot of people. It is impossible for me to disclose to you uh, whom I have met. I don't think this is the practice around the world. So I can't answer the question directly. If it makes you unhappy, I can't help it. I don't think I can um, deal with it uh, 
Otherwise, otherwise,、uh, I have to disclose my schedule to you every day, and there will be far-reaching consequences. I made my、uh, this decision. It isn't that complicated. For the past two days, Wednesday, Thursday, I met with a lot of people, and then many community leaders came to see me. Or they used other means to tell me what they thought. That is,、uh, we should pause and think. On such a basis, and as a result of the two major factors, I came to this decision. I informed the central authorities, and they considered my judgment. And as in the past, they respect and support my decision. This is clear. I hope.、Um, You won't think that this is an order from the central authorities.、Um, again, this is—it is not an, a direction from the central authorities to introduce the bill. Mr. Liu Xiaoming,、uh, the ambassador to the UK,、uh, also said that it's not an instruction from the central authority. So this is very clear. Well, it is a process. I can. Only say that the views are divided. I don't think it's a matter of、uh, being lopsided. Had it been lopsided, then it would mean that even the pro-establishment camp、uh, members are also against it. I think the views are very polarized. It seems that there's no、uh, room for compromise. I looked at what happened in the past week. And I really hope that the society will、uh, restore the calmness.、Um, and I don't want to have further injuries. And therefore, I have come to this decision. It is a difficult decision. Today, I make this decision. In the short term, it appears that it will be difficult to achieve the original purpose to improve. Our、um, legal system, our judicial system, but I hope that we'll have time to carry out this work. Siobhan Robbins, Please, Sky、yeah. News. Please.、Oh, okay. Hi. This bill has spread fear and sparked some of the worst violent protests on this city street since the handover. Are you going to apologise to the people for the damage that you? And this bill has caused. I have、uh, repeatedly said in my opening statement and also in response to、uh, some questions that this bill has very laudable objectives, not only domestically but also internationally. The enactment of this bill will help to raise Hong Kong's international profile and also demonstrate that we are a place with excellent rule of law. Not only for our own citizens, but also in contribution to the combating of serious crime on a cross-border and transnational basis. Okay, so with that very laudable objectives to do, I confess that we have not been as effective as we would like to communicate with the people to justify these very good objectives that is worth doing. And at the same time, there are other factors and other circumstances. That have、um, given rise to some anxiety and fear and concern. So the best way forward is to pause and think, and to find opportunities and time to see whether we could still reach that good objective, as laid down in the bill. So that is、uh, the approach that I have taken. 
Yeah. Hot, hot The next question. Okay. Ramey Innocencio from CBS News uh, in uh, America. Uh, where we were in the protests uh, on Wednesday, we saw excessive police force being used. Uh, someone right next to our team was actually hit in the head. It seemed that police were actually um, targeting protesters in the head and in the torso. Or organizers for tomorrow's uh, um, uh, 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 protest uh, have been calling for you to say that they are not rioters. Uh, and that uh, they want the people who have been arrested to be released. Will you do this? Hong Kong is a very lawful society. I have just um, um, mentioned in response to another question that even as a chief executive, I have to act lawfully. So I, I cannot sort of override the law enforcement bodies to decide who should be arrested, who should be released. That is totally unlawful. And if I were to do this, I don't think many people or investors will continue to trust Hong Kong because the CE could do anything, could see you to arrest somebody and detain somebody or release somebody. So no way. I'm not going to interfere into the uh, investigations by the law enforcement bodies and also the prosecution and also the judicial proceedings. Everything has to be done lawfully, especially for prosecution and judiciary decisions, they are independently discharged as provided for under the basic law. So as a chief executive, I cannot breach the law, um, let alone the basic law, which is such an important constitutional document. Uh, your reference to the use of force, I think everybody who watched the TV news um, on that day will notice that um, the police were doing defensive protection of the Legislative Council building and so on and so on. But what you have been told by the Commissioner of Police is some, I wouldn't say all, definitely not all, because talking about 40,000 people maybe, some of the protesters were quite violent. And if you have looked at some of the weapons that the police had seized, they were not sort of equipment that one would deploy in a peaceful protest or a peaceful assembly on a social issue. And have you looked at the bricks? Large numbers of bricks throwing at the police. Have you looked at some of the cars deliberately being placed in the middle of a road to obstruct traffic? Did you know that one of my principal officials was sort of detained for several hours? on the road because of the blockade. So I, I, I hope that you can take everything into consideration before you come to a conclusion of what was the incident on Wednesday. Well, uh, due to time constraints, three more questions. Uh, someone in green in the front. I'd like to ask Mrs. Lam, will you promise that within this uh, legislative term, uh, the bill will not resume its second reading? As a public officer, well, so many people took to the streets and there were uh, bloody clashes. And can you tell us uh, the reason why you should not step down? Well, after the work is suspended, we'll have to do a comprehensive uh, public engagement. We'll listen to the views of the community 
in an open manner. As I said in my opening remarks, I've no intention to set a deadline for the process of uh, listening to views, and therefore I cannot give an undertaking. However, I can tell you that I have placed another hurdle here. I will not uh, return to the council to resume the second reading debate of the bill. We will first report to the security panel of the council before we do anything, after we have uh, completed uh, our consultation. So there's no question of resuming second reading debate of the bill at once. So uh, we, I am experienced in the government. This is really the middle of June. I have uh, to listen to views, and I don't think within this legislative session we can return to the panel and report to them our work. Now, if you need any time frame, I think it is unlikely or impossible that I complete all the work I mentioned before the end of this year to give a consolidated report to the security panel. Yes, I've been a civil servant for more than or close to 40 years. I'm proud to be one. And I have a lot of work that I want to do for the people of Hong Kong, whether it be developing our economy and improving livelihoods. As um, my experience uh, in uh, the civil service for 40 years, I like to um, build a brighter future for the people of Hong Kong. Hong Kong 01, Mrs. Lam, there are reports that is the judgment of the senior of the government that uh, the clashes on Wednesday uh, was a was a color revolution organized uh, by foreign forces. People have the feeling that you have put the blame on other people. So do you still maintain your uh, judgment that it was a color revolution or was it just uh, a wrong judgment of the circumstances leading to so many people taking to the streets? Well, we have not made that judgment at all. RTHK. Calm down, please. <laughs> yes, please proceed. I am a journalist from Taiwan. Did you mean to say that there is no means for a Chen Tong Kai case to proceed? Because you have for long not communicated with the relevant organizations in Taiwan, not before February. It was not until February that you started to liaise with the authorities in Taiwan. The Hong Kong SAL. Has always uh, under uh, has always proceeded with communication of Taiwan to two bodies, uh, the namely the Hong Kong Taiwan Economic and Cultural Cooperation and Promotion Council, and also uh, the Taiwan Hong Kong Economic and Cultural Cooperation Council, and then I hope oh we would like to extradite Chen Tong Kai to Taiwan, and that. Is one of the reasons why we have proceeded with the bill, 
and I think it has been some while before we've come to this stage, but it appears that a bill cannot be passed before Chen is released from prison. So I don't think we have the legal basis to discuss with Taiwan to surrender this fugitive to Taiwan under the law. Thank you. Okay, and you've been listening to a news conference given there by the chief executive, Carrie Lam. Uh, Mrs. Lam um, has uh, uh, just finished the news conference. Um, she's now uh, left the room. She's been speaking to the uh, local and international media about um, the extradition bill. And uh, the main uh, point uh, to report, um, if you were not listening earlier, is that um, Mrs. Lam has announced that the extradition bill is going to be uh, suspended. Um, and there's no timetable for uh, further consideration to be re resumed um, in LegCo. Um, she wants to have uh, more uh, consultation uh, with the community and with uh, legislators and uh, with uh, um, other people before uh, there's any more progress on the bill. It's not being withdrawn, but it is being uh, suspended. Um, Mrs Lamb, uh, she started off by um, saying that... Uh, the government had introduced uh, new safeguards into the bill. Uh, the minimum sentence uh, of uh, seven years for an offence uh, replaced uh, an earlier uh, minimum sentence of uh, three years before extraditions uh, could take place. Uh, um, there were enhanced uh, human rights safeguards uh, she talked about, um, but then she acknowledged that uh, despite that, uh, worries, uh, concerns and doubts uh, still persisted. Um, she acknowledged, uh, she said, that our explanation and communication has not been effective. And um, then went uh, on to say that uh, society's views on this were polarised. Uh, she'd been told by her advisers that now was the time to pause and think. And that was the action that she was taking. She specifically mentioned uh, the Taiwan murder case, which had originally uh, been uh, raised as uh, um, a reason for getting this legislation through quickly. The plan was to have it uh, um, approved before the LegCo summer recess, but she acknowledged also the fact that the Taiwan authorities had said that they would not seek the extradition of the murder suspect um, using uh, this amended legislation. So Mrs Lam said a lot of people will be asking, well, now why the urgency? And the reason for that urgency perhaps uh, no longer exists. Um, she uh, also uh, acknowledged that there had been... Um, a lot of concern in society. She mentioned uh, last weekend's mass march last Sunday. She talked about tens of thousands of protesters being out, which uh, an estimate there could be somewhat at odds with uh, the organisers of last Sunday's march, uh, putting the number at more than a million. Um, anyway, she also referred to uh, the trouble that had broken out last Wednesday. She said um, um, when the uh, the idea was that the second reading was going to resume at LegCo, she said she didn't want to see uh, any more scenes like that. She didn't want police officers or members of the public to be injured. Uh, her aim was uh, that uh, um, harmony would be restored uh, to society. Um, that's it. Um, that's basically the 
that's a summary of what uh, Mrs Lamb had to say at the news conference. So the extradition bill is being suspended rather uh, than withdrawn. Um, we'll await to see uh, what happens with it in the future. In the meantime, um, apologies to fans of our jazz programme, Three O'Clock Jump with Charles Martin. We're going to bring you uh, the rest of that now and um, stay with RTHK Radio 3. We've got uh, more news coming up at five o'clock, a news summary, plus uh, we'll have an extended news at 6pm. Live across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3.